Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have president of Boyd & Associates in the studio with us, Dan Boyd. Stick with us. You don't want to miss it. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call 805-487-7847. Geico Local Office. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to Maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Welcome to the program. Today, our feature interview is with Dan Boyd of Boyd & Associates. He is going to share insight on being an entrepreneur of a mid-sized business, and we'll talk about home safety too. How do you protect your home? How do you safeguard it from intruders? This interview is coming up in just a moment, and we'll share some financial wisdom on the topic of cash management. We do have a Facebook page. Find us on Facebook or on iTunes by searching Big Money in the 805. Like our page to keep in the loop, and you can find all the previous shows along with the show notes on my website, marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. We have a great lineup of guests over the next few weeks. Next week, we have John Crist, the CEO for Ventura County's Farm Bureau. And then we have Marlis Oster, the CEO of Visit Ventura here in the studio. Be sure to catch us on Sundays at 8 a.m. on News Talk 1590 KVTA. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and other podcast platforms. Search Big Money in the 805. Today's feature interview is with Dan Boyd, the president of Boyd & Associates. They are the largest family-held, full-service security company in Southern California. Boyd & Associates has been around for over 50 years, and their home office is right here in Midtown Ventura. Dan got his undergraduate and MBA degrees from Loyola Marymount University. Dan, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Dan, so your business, uh, Boyd & Associates, covers all of Southern California. Now, you could have picked anywhere when it comes to kind of having a home and having your home office for your business. And you chose Southern California, you chose Ventura. So tell me, how did you come to select Ventura for that? It was a choice. Our headquarters was located in North Hollywood for years and years. And I've always lived in Ventura County. And the opportunity to move the headquarters to Ventura came out. Believe it or not, everybody from North Hollywood chose to follow me. They all moved to Ventura County. And of course, the reasons should be obvious. Look at the weather and the traffic or lack thereof. When I drive to the office in the morning, I go through strawberry fields and avocado farms, and it's a whole different experience than some other places we could have chosen. So we're very happy to be here in Ventura County and and in Ventura specifically. Awesome. Now your business, let's talk about this. Now you have a big business. You provide security to thousands of homes and businesses from San Luis Obispo all the way down to San Diego. And how did you get to be this big? What are, what's the history of Boyd & Associates? The company was started by my parents 50 years ago. My father was a polygraph examiner in the Army and a police officer in Boston. And it started out as a security guard company. You know, cash-strapped municipalities have a hard time keeping up with law enforcement 
not through any fault of their own, it's just they don't have enough money, many of them. And so in the uh, 70s and the 80s particularly, uh, private security grew exponentially because law enforcement was stretched so thin. We grew organically and became a, a large security guarding company with a small burglar alarm operation. At a point in time, we had 1,400 uh, security officers guarding mostly guard-gated communities, but also high-rise buildings, hospitals, schools, and other factories and, and uh, facilities like that. Then about uh, four years ago, we made the transition to become a, a mostly a security alarm company with a small guarding operation as well. We grew that operation and have grown that operation both organically and through acquisitions over the past decade or so. Tell me about some of those acquisitions you've made. The burglar alarm business is really fragmented and continues to be. There's a lot of, I don't want to say mom and pop operations, but smaller organizations who, to get bigger, have to make the choice whether they're going to invest more resources into it or work harder. And a lot of them, the industry sort of began 30 years ago. So a lot of these fellows are now retiring. And so we've made acquisitions of mostly fellows that are, you know, one-man shops that wanted to get out of the business and uh, retire. And that's how we've grown it throughout Southern California. We made, I don't know, a dozen or so of these acquisitions over the past five or six years. Now, when we talk about your business as a whole, and it's a burglar alarm business now, what are some of the things that give you pause for concern as an entrepreneur and as a business owner in this space? I don't know about this space as much as you know, in California in general, the biggest concern, well, there's two big concerns. The first thing is first, you've got to hire and find and, and motivate really good people. We've been lucky in that regard and that we have a great crew of folks that help us serve our customers. But the legal and regulatory environment in California is a challenge. And I think most small businessmen or medium-sized businessmen would agree with me. Let me give you an example. In the security guard business, we want you to obviously protect our customers' facilities. And, and so it was kind of a bonus we would give at the end of the year if you showed up on time and didn't arrive late to work for an entire year. At the end of the year, you'd get a $500 bonus. So if you're making $20 an hour and you worked overtime, you'd make $30 an hour. We got sued once about 13 years ago because we paid our officers incorrectly. And the way that worked was if you made $20 an hour, you made the $500 bonus at the end of the year, your true hourly rate of pay wasn't $20 an hour. It was maybe $20.03. So when we paid you the $30 an hour, time and a half, we paid you incorrectly. I see. Okay. It was a class action that went to the California Supreme Court and back three times. Mm. The class was ultimately certified. The number of employees in the class was the 1,300 or so regular employees that we had, plus turnover over the course of, I think, five years. The class size was 7,000 people. Our lawyer, who's a tremendous lawyer here in Ventura, John Light, called me one day and he did the math. He explained, here's how much you're going to lose on this lawsuit. And remember, you're going to lose. Mm. You paid the officers incorrectly, even though it was three cents an hour. <laughs> right. And you're doing something as a benefit. Yeah, we didn't have to pay the bonus. Right. Yeah. It was going to be $188 million. Wow. So you're out of business. So we could yeah. go to trial and hope that a judge saw the common sense of the situation. But if he didn't, we're going down for $188 mm. million. So what's the next step? You settle. And the lawyers, there was five law firms on the other side by the time we settled, kind of look at you and you have to open up your financials to them and right. basically show them, here's how much I can afford to pay you and stay in business. And then they said, we'll take that. I'm oversimplifying it a little bit, but 
it was a very expensive proposition. The big winner was our lawyer, yeah. who got more than the other side. The big losers were the security officers. No security officer received more than fifty dollars. Wow. All this because we tried to do a nice thing and give guys a $500 yeah. bonus. You look at it as a business owner, though, these, this litigiousness of society now and, and the risks of owning a business and having things like this happen where you're doing kind of something or trying to do something good for your employees in some ways backfires and almost puts you out of business or in some ways does put you out of business. That's well, scary. It, absolutely. And, you know, the millions of dollars that we spent settling and defending ourselves in this lawsuit could have been invested in the company. Right. It could have been it could have gone to acquiring other businesses which would have kept people employed, paying people more. Any, any number of resources we could have used to put back into business went to not. So that not. changed the nature of your business didn't going change, through that. It, yeah, it didn't change the nature of the business as much as it kept our focus away from what we do best, which is protect our customers. Right. Well, let's talk about this. So Boyd & Associates, you have thousands of homes and businesses that you keep secure here in Southern California. I want to talk about the issues we see here in the 805. So Security being as important as it is, what types of crimes do we see in the 805? In the 805, I think police departments would echo what I'm about to say, and I think it's drugs cause the majority of crimes. You read about fantastic homicides and sophisticated embezzlement schemes, but I think in comparison to your, I don't want to say petty crimes, but crimes like burglary, simple assault, crimes that are committed because people are on or in need of drugs, I think uh, far outnumber these other kind of fancier crimes that you read about or see on television. And I think the Ventura Police Department and the Sheriff's Department in Ventura County do a fantastic job with the resources that they're given in the face of the tremendous crime problem that we have, which I think is directly related to the use and abuse of illegal drugs. Mm. Now, many people don't have like a security system, a home security system. I don't have a home security system. What do you think these people should do if they don't have one What's a good way for them to protect their home and their possessions? What are some ideas they might consider? Well, I think you automatically buy a security <laughs> system. <laughs> but I'm like the Billy Graham of security systems. I think everybody ought to have one because it's a fact that every day in the United States, 6,000 homes and businesses will be burglarized. So it's a matter of time. And I can't tell you the number of times we get an alarm signal at our central monitoring facility and either our patrol officers or the police or the sheriffs arrive at the home and the front door or back door has been kicked in, but there's nothing missing. Well, the reason is as soon as they heard the siren go off, they ran off. Some of the things that you can do are all common sense. Keep the hedges around your home trimmed. These days, we can sell you a security system that's integrated with your lights, locks, thermostats. And the reason I bring that up is leave your lights on or leave a light on when you're not at home. Don't hide a key around your front door. There's a link on our website at www.boydscurity.com where you can download a book, which is a collection of articles I wrote for the Los Angeles Times called All You Need to Know About Home Security, and you can download it for free. And there's all kinds of information on how you can protect your home inexpensively if you don't want to buy a security system. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you should, but if you don't want to, there's all kinds of inexpensive ways to protect your home outlined in this book. Or in addition to, and are there any insurance benefits? Like, do they give you a discount sometimes on your homeowner's insurance? Do they reward you in some ways for getting a system? Almost all homeowners carriers offer an insurance discount for having a monitored burglar and fire alarm system. In certain areas, having a monitored fire system is a requirement of obtaining insurance. We see that a lot in the Santa Monica Mountains in Malibu, where wildfires could be a problem, maybe even the north end of the city of Ventura, where wildfires could be a problem. A lot of these underwriters are saying, if for, in order for us to provide homeowner's insurance, you have to have a monitored fire alarm. Let's pivot over. I know you do a lot in the community and you've, you've supported the big brothers and big sisters, also the Catholic charities in Ventura County. 
How has being involved with that impacted your life? Can you give me some examples? Mostly it makes us feel good, but particularly with Catholic Charities Ventura County, to know that we're helping to feed and provide vital assistance to the people that most need it most in Ventura. But we do it, it also helps our business, obviously, because I think the more you can do to help the community, the rising tide raises all boats. But uh, mostly it makes us uh, and the people that I'm associated with feel good. If someone wants to get a security system or a quote, what's the best way to do that? What does that process look like? We have a team of security professionals that are happy to visit you at your home or business. Uh, if you go to call our office or go to www.boydscary.com, you can make arrangements. We'll come out and visit with you, do a survey in the house, talk to you about how you live and how you might use the security system. You don't want it to, we don't want to turn your house into Fort Knox, but we do want to protect you from the typical burglary, which is happening, as I said, 6,000 times a day in the United States. Our featured guest today is Dan Boyd, the president of Boyd & Associates. His office is right here in Ventura. For more information, you can go to boydsecurity.com. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Here's a local nonprofit we want you to know about. Nonprofit Spotlight. Today's Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. It's a pleasure to have the president of Ventura Education Partnership in the studio today, Madhu Bajaj. Ventura Education Partnership's president this year. Now, Ventura Education Partnership is also known as VEP. It's a volunteer group with its primary focus to raise money and give that money to teachers in the classroom here in Ventura Unified School District through small grants. I love this group. I've been involved with them for over five years, and I can't say enough good things about VEP. Madhu, thank you for coming in to speak with us today. Oh, Mike, hi. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate the chance to be here. Now, share with us, what's the history of VEP and why did you get involved? Sure. So Ventura Education Partnership has been around for many years. We're the all-volunteer nonprofit that supports Ventura Unified School District. We do that through building community partnerships, a couple of large events throughout the year. Our most important program is our grants for classroom projects. My husband and I got involved about 10 years ago as donors. We had a young child who was attending class in Ventura Unified School District. And from there, it was like an easy jump to start volunteering with the organization. I read grant applications for a few years and joined the board last year. Now, StoryFest is one of your events that you guys organize. I know that's coming up on October 14th. This is a free event and it's a big one here in Ventura for the community. Tell us about StoryFest. StoryFest is one of my favorite events. It's for young children and their families to really celebrate the joy of reading. We have tents set up at our Educational Service Center at Ventura Unified School District off of Stanley Avenue, and each tent has a different theme. We have volunteer guest readers reading stories to the kids all day. Kids can take home a free book after they are done enjoying the event activities. And there's other activities too. There's music, there's a truck fest. Kids can climb on a fire truck and a lot of things for young kids and families to enjoy the outdoors. But mostly we want to celebrate the love of reading. Um, Research has shown that when families encourage songs 
strong stories and books with young children, it really builds a strong foundation for a great education and for a student to be a strong learner in their later years. So this is coming up Story Fest October 14th. What time does it go on October 14th? It's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. and it's brought to you by Ventura Education Partnership, Ventura Unified School District, and Ventura Neighborhood for Learning. One of the neat things, um, I've been a reader at this event and I've loved it. You sit there and read to these kids and their eyes light up. They're looking at you kind of as you read. It's really a lot of fun to do that. Now, what are some ways that people can get involved with this event or VEP in general to help them? Sure. So we would love for people to come out and enjoy Story Fest. We are also looking for people who would like to read during the event. It's a 20-minute volunteer time. You can check out our website and email us for details on how to get connected. And we have other volunteer opportunities throughout the year helping to plan events like Story Fest, our Festival of Talent. And then when we have are offering grants to teachers, we also look to the community to help us review those grant applications and decide where funding goes. So let's talk about the grants that you guys give teachers. You do some events, you raise money, you take that money. Nobody gets paid anything. It's volunteer. You take that money though, and you break it up into small grants you give to teachers. How does a teacher get that money? What's a grant process look like? And what is one of your favorite grants you've seen over the years? Great question. So I just want to share over the past 10 years, Ventura Education Partnership has raised more than $1.3 million to put money back into the classroom. We generally offer $1,000 grants. Um, We usually do that two times a year to teachers in Ventura Unified School District. There's a simple application that they complete and submit to us. We're really looking to fund things that are innovative, something unique, something really hands-on where it's going to take the learning to a new level. We then can convene a panel of experts and volunteers from the community to review the applications and make those decisions. Could you have an example of one of those you can share? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, We just recently uh, funded a grant that brought in different types of art um, instruction to an elementary school that was really culturally diverse. So it was, you know, a skill set that teachers may not necessarily possess. And so by bringing in an artist... The, the kids were able to experience and learn, you know, about cultural diversity and different art forms. But it also was a great opportunity for the teacher to learn how to incorporate new ways of teaching art in their existing work throughout the rest of the year. Boy, that's great. And I know when I was reading the grants, there were so many good grant requests from the teachers. I was always bummed we couldn't fulfill them all because teachers do such a wonderful job and just to have a little bit more. So I would love to see VEP raise more money to give more money back to the teachers. And I think the community can help with that. To learn more about VEP, go online to their website, VenturaEducationPartnership.org. Madhu, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two-minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805. Two-minute drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's two-minute drill. Brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance. Golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com. Or call Cindy, 805-388-5000. As a certified financial planner, I like to start each new client meeting with the six key areas of concern with financial planning. 
And today I'll start out with our first key area of concern in financial planning, and that is all about cash management. When you hear the words cash management, what do you think about? Now you might think about where you keep your money. Maybe you're wondering if it's best to hold it in your wallet, your mattress, or your empty coffee can buried in the backyard. Now, cash management is a little more than that these days, but here is what I want you to think about when you hear the words cash management. There are five points to discuss. Number one, you need to know how much money do I have and how much money do I owe other people? The difference between these two questions, well, that is your net worth. Okay, number two. How much money do I make in a month and in a year? And how much do I spend in a month and in a year? Some people might call this a budget or a cash flow analysis. Now, do you track your income and expenses? Do you use a budget? Number three, do you project how much money you're going to spend over the next six months? And also, are you projecting what your future earnings and net worth will be over the next six months to a year and beyond? Simply put, do you project your future income and net worth? Are you projecting that? And number four, do you have an appropriate amount saved and available for an emergency? Many people call this an emergency account, and they keep it in a separate place than their regular bank account. Typically, it holds three to six months worth of living costs there. Now, do you have an emergency account? Number five, are you aware of how well you're doing with your cash management? Do you know if you should be addressing this more closely or do you know if you're all set and 100% good with cash management? Today's lesson is the first key area of concern with financial planning, cash management. Track and project your income, expenses, and net worth. Have enough money on hand for emergencies and be aware if there is a problem on the horizon. Cash management is something we all have to deal with, so let's work smarter, not harder, with our money. If you need additional help, you can go to napfa.org to find an advisor near you, or you can contact me directly. I'd be happy to work with you. Go to my website, maranantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. You're tuned in to Big Money in the 805 with Michael Anderson. Now it's time for Michael to go to the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners. Mailbag, we answer your questions about money, Wall Street, and local issues. Brought to you by AllocationLink.com, investment management that is low cost, smart, and accessible by all. Learn more at AllocationLink.com. First up, we have Roseanne from Ojai. She asks, what is market timing? I'm in all cash. Is that a good thing? Okay, Roseanne, market timing. All the financial books talk about market timing, how you can't market time. You cannot time the market. We don't know when it's going to go up or when it's going to go down. So we're not able to do that. And historically, what happens is we get into the market right before it goes down and we get out of the market right before it goes up. So it's kind of a really difficult thing to try and time the market. What they say you should do is have some of that money that you know you're not going to need for a while, has a long time horizon, they call it. Keep that invested and ride out the ups and downs of the market. In the short term, it doesn't matter because you know you're not going to need the money for a long time. To answer your question, market timing is trying to time the ups and downs of the market. And on the short term, it's just impossible. That's what they say. Next from the mailbag, Ellen from Camarillo. 
My husband does all of our finances, and he is not aging well. At some point, he will not be able to do it, and that frightens me. What recommendation do you have for me? Well, Ellen, I think that's something we all have to address, and we look at our financial household. Usually, one spouse takes care of that. One partner's handling all of the financial well-being, and if that partner is not doing well, now it falls on your shoulders, and you have to figure that out. So that's a very frightening thing. I think your concerns are well warranted. It might be good for all of us to think about where we're at with our household and who handles the finances and who will handle them if something happens to that person. One approach you could consider is you can find a fee-only financial advisor, try and bring them in as the buffer to really help you understand what your household looks like and what it takes to run that. Because there is a steep learning curve and sometimes if the health goes by the wayside quickly, you could be in a difficult spot. These bills will also come quickly. Best of luck, Ellen. I'd be happy to work with you or you can go to napfa.org to get some help. And finally, from the mailbag, Roger in Carpinteria asks, what is an HSA? I'm hearing my buddies talk about health savings accounts. Please give us some insight. Okay, Robert, health savings account, an HSA. This is a buzzword nowadays. Very good vehicle in terms of tax savings. You can set up health savings account. You get a deduction for doing that. And then when you have qualified expenses for medical, you can use that money. It's good because you didn't pay any taxes on it. It grows tax deferred if you have it invested or just in a savings account. But it's definitely a buzzword now in the financial planning world, the HSA, health savings account. So Google that, look that up. It is a good vehicle for getting an extra tax deduction and something for your medical expenses. If you have a question for the mailbag, submit it online at maranatha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on iTunes, Big Money in the 805. All previous shows are also on Marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Special thanks to all the teachers across the 805. It's a hard job to be a teacher. And be sure to check out the StoryFest event on October 14th. If you need any help with financial matters, you can always contact me online at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. Have a great week, and join us again next time. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? 
Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately, 805-665-3767, or visit him online, maranatha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Michael Anderson is local and fiduciary. No commissions, no gimmicks. Call and leave a message today, 805-665-3767.